what happened January 6th? Yeah, okay. So context, what are we talking about? Probably one of the most historical events uh, in recent history. And that's crazy to say because there's been so much going on. <laughs> um, yeah, on, on the 6th, there was a poorly executed attempt at a coup of the United States Wait, uh, government. You think it was a, an attempted coup? Like, doesn't a coup mean, mean like military trying to take over the government? Like, I mean, so I, from my understanding, a significant amount of coups depend on the military to take over the government because when countries have standing armies, all, I mean, look, I love the domain of culture and the domain of argumentation and persuading people to do things, but the governments that have governments have armies for a reason because yeah. ultimately physical reality can determine what happens uh if you have a gun if you have a military and the other side doesn't you get to dictate what happens you get to dictate what happens typically um so yeah i mean many coups end up with the military being involved or there is a military coup um but and I think that's what was hoped for. I mean, I think that was... That's it was, was all right, for. check it out. It was hoped for. Okay, so if we had a protest, right? If We've had plenty of protests in sure. front of Long Beach City Hall. Mm -hmm. Like, remember the night we went out specifically for nonviolence and it was a huge turnout? It was like us, BLM, LB, and a few other orgs, and we were right on the steps of the courts... And right. we were, if people wanted to, we could have got in that building, right? Sure. Okay. If we got in that building, were we attempting a coup? No. No. If we disrupted the LB City Council, is that a coup attempt? That depends. That depends on... Really? Are we so are we just disrupting? That's what I'm saying. Those folks, maybe there's two or three folks with zip ties. The rest of those folks, mm. like that Air Force veteran who got shot in the head, voted for Obama twice. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, okay. so, like, Obama was president, like, four years ago? You know what I mean? Yes. Like five years ago right now, you know? So, like, in five, less than five years... She went to be part of a coup attempt. I think mm. this turned it. This is like the cult of personality of Donald Trump. That next level of fucking of when you study diet of right wing media, talk radio, Facebook, Fox News. And now you got ultra Fox News with OAN. And I don't even know what the other ones are because you look at them, you're like, oh, this looks like a regular news broadcast, but they are talking insanity. Yeah, These, they are. OAN had to come out and just pull back everything they said for the past three months about Dominion because Dominion is suing motherfuckers. Yeah. Dominion's a company. They like profits. They're like, yo, why y'all shitting on us? For what reason? There is no reason. You know, Dominion well, is- I, I want to go back because- uh -huh. uh, it seems like uh, you're questioning the argument of, of whether or not it was a coup attempt. And I would argue that not everyone there, I, I'm pretty sure people there don't believe they were participating in a coup attempt. Exactly. They 100% they don't think that. 
but that doesn't mean that it wasn't. And I think that if you have a segment of a, of a population that is there to take democratically representative democracy here, everybody, let's, let's recall that. But if they're there with zip ties, that means they're trying to kidnap folks. How um, many folks? So, so I, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone there was like, we're going to do a coup, but, um, functionally, um, it could have very much been that way. Do I think it could succeed? No, it doesn't feel like it could succeed. It obviously didn't, but I think that there was definitely intentionality there. I don't think there was intentionality. I think if Trump did not whip them up a half hour earlier, they'd not they would not have made the walk to do what they did. Like Yeah, but he does, did. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, yeah. And the zip ties to me, I know what zip ties do, but yo, again, it's like well, they had bombs and they had guns too, didn't they? How many bombs went off? Oh, I I don't I don't know. Why not? I don't, I don't, Why don't no, bombs? No go bombs went off. Why That's not? True. Why not? Why not? If if you if I bake a cake and bring it to a party, we're gonna eat that cake. If I make a bomb and bring it to an event, we're gonna use that bomb. That's why you make bombs to use them. If you're mm-hmm. serious about yo, we're gonna fucking coup this motherfucker. You set off those bombs. That's what oh, okay. I'm saying. This is I, all LARPing. I really LARPing. do think that they were serious and had serious intentions. I think this is all LARPing. I just think that they're incompetent, dude. Like, like, um, this is just like a fail, a failed first attempt. Like, okay, I'm going to make an analogy here, okay? Uh-huh. We've done a lot of events. We've done some events for the first time. When we do it the first time, we don't do everything perfectly. Shit goes wrong, right? Yeah. And... We the next time we do it, we do it a little bit better, and, but, and we learn basically, right? I I see this as like a sh- a shitty <laughs> a shitty first attempt. Okay. Um. And and yeah, that's that's my my perspective, my impression. Yeah. To me, why this is not a coup? Because like, yo, you got to sit down, plan, <clears throat> and if your plan fails, you reassess, you make changes, and you do it. There is no reassessing of what went down and how we could do it better for next time. There is just more online Facebooking. There's just more people getting whipped up about stop the steal. There is no like, yo, this is how we're going to stop the steal. We developed a plan off of Facebook. All this was planned on Facebook and Twitter. So that's not a cool attempt, brother. Like you can't attempt to take over the government in public. That's You have to be nefarious. Like that's part of it. I disagree. I, th- okay. I think we could agree to disagree. Did. I think they did. And uh, I don't think it needs to be. So I understand you're saying like you have to conspire. Exactly. So I think there yes. probably was conspiracy within Donald. There, No, I 100% know Donald Trump's administration has been conspiring. Um, it's it's conspiring with be, who? With their allies, with the people that are in their cabinet. With the But the, I'm talking about. They're not conspiring. Donald Trump isn't conspiring with the people on the ground. No, no, no. You're right. He's not. Con- which is which is very crazy. Which is very crazy. So the way. Okay. So this is why it was so public, quote unquote, right? Because in order to communicate with his supporters, he's so used to using these public mediums, and they use these speeches to whip them up, right? So to me, it's sort of like Donald Trump's like, well, this is what my supporters expect. 
let's just do it. Let's see what happens. Like, like think about like okay. Donald Trump, from my understanding, he didn't even expect to win the election. No doubt. Right. No doubt. In 2016. And then he won. And he's like, oh, shit, I won. You know what I mean? I hear you. So yeah. I, I think it's a similar process of strategy Agreed. where there's some internal allies that Trump has and obviously mm-hmm. some in, allies in the, the GOP and mm-hmm. among the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're sort of like, I, I, I don't they don't look at his supporters as like, let's plan with them. Like Trump has contempt for these people. He doesn't want to be around these people. He doesn't want to communicate with them directly, which is, which they don't seem to really get. They just love him. Um, He doesn't want to communicate with them directly. He's using them as a tool. He's always used them as a tool. Uh That's how he sees them. No doubt. So so that's why I'm saying it's a coup attempt, not because these people planned it, but because they're being used, they are part of the of the tool. They are a tool uh, that's being used and manipulated by their cult leader, Donald Trump. That's it. That's it. That's that's why I perceive it that way. The president. Yeah. Who, he's, the president. So he's doing a coup and tap on himself. He's doing coup. So okay. Like so. That's why it's not a coup. <laughs> look, Donald Trump talks a lot mm-hmm. about the deep state, right? So we don't need to use the term the deep state. We could just say the state. The state are the institutions wherein a, the that like look. You and I are in. We do a lot of logistics, right? Mm-hmm. If you and I let's pretend, for example, for a moment that we have strong hierarchical distributions of power in our organizations, and we're the executive, right? We what? If, what if we tell? Everyone below us, like, hey, do this. But people like just don't agree. Like, like it's illegal. Like it's against our community agreements. Okay. Right? They're they're not gonna do it. So All right. Like, okay, well, you know, you gotta you gotta sort of go here, right? Like, or if if you and I try to do what the whole organization does by ourselves, like we can't do that. Okay. Right? So it's the same situation from my perspective with the president. The president technically has legal authority over all these institutional structures or his cabinet has technical authority over these uh, institutional structures, but they are separate from the president. Okay. So from my perspective, in order for, and I think that this is what Trump assesses too, in order for him to actually coup, to become an autocratic dictator, right? And and I don't think he necessarily 100% expects this. I think he's like a narcissist. So he's like, it could work. We'll do it. I can do anything. Um, so from my perspective, what I think is going through, like what, what I think is the reality of the situation is because our government is composed of these institutions that anyone that actually wants to gain autocratic control over the United States, you need to control these institutions. You need to assume control over them. So, and, and to me, that's the state, right? That's why Donald Trump is always adversarial to the state because like, that's where, the mechanisms of execution actually lie. And he wants control over that. That's what I think. Yeah, but still, I still don't see how it's a coup by, like, the definitions of the words coup. Because, like, I think words have meaning. And moving forward, yo, the way I operate and the way I would tell others to operate under a coup is different than what just went down. Because these people deserve ridicule. There's, they deserve to be mocked. And there's also, we need to find out to be like, yo, what's the composition of these folks? Because right now, so far, after a few days, a lot of these people had the means to fly across the country to go do what they did. And again, they flew across the country, went into a hotel, publicly 
put all the stuff that they were doing on social media, like that is not the actions of people trying to take over the government. And basically, that's what a coup is. It's like, yo, right. folks trying to take over the government. Let's and define, I don't think... I agree. Uh, and I don't so think they were trying to take over coup, the government. Coup or coup d'etat is the removal of an existing government from power, usually through violent means. Typically, it is an illegal, unconstitutional seizure of power by a political faction. I read it several times, dictator. all during the week. <laughs> all during the week. So, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying... That's not what if, went down. If, if we think... <laughs> That Joe Biden got elected and that it was legal. Yes. Right? So, so w- we agree on that premise. Yes. Okay. And they're going there, and they're trying to bust in to admittedly proceedings that are just, you know, they don't actually affect the outcome, but they believe they do. They want right? to disrupt the proceedings. Yes. They want to bust in, fuck up the proceedings, and prevent the vote from being stolen and have a completely different outcome than what's been legally determined to be the outcome i would say what they want and what the definition they, of a coup what they want and what they did are two different things what they did is they did dis- not succeed they, they did not succeed they disrupted they disrupted they were there was no attempt to take control There was no attempt for them to be like, now we're going to count these ballots and this is the rules and institutions. You guys have rules on how you switch power. We're taking these rules, throwing them out, and we have these rules to implement. These are the new rules. This is we're taking over your shit. That's not what went down. They went over there just to be there and take selfies. If you're really trying to change shit and take over that institution, you need to have a plan. You can't have a coup without a plan. So I... I agree. It was not a successful coup. It was a shitty coup attempt. Okay. I, I, I think we should a move on because I don't think wait. we're going to agree here, Vic. Uh-huh. We don't have to agree. I'm not I'm right. not looking for agreement. I'm looking to suss this out. And okay. uh, if, if it's just a shitty coup attempt, then the protest that we did outside the courthouse is a shitty coup attempt also. Like, if no. it's, that's the case. If that's they're, the case. Distinct. Dude, we didn't, we didn't break into the courthouse. Uh, we didn't, you know. It was a shitty attempt. We could have. There were some folks trying to. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a shitty attempt, then we could move the bar, bar, bar to meet that criteria to be a shitty attempt. Mm. It's either a coup or not a coup, not a shitty coup. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, these things have meanings. And for us to suss out how we're going to move as leftists to be like, yo, because we have historical evidence of what coups are. What type of coup did this ever represent in history, in recent history? None. Well, I I don't know. I'm not familiar with every single no, coup. No, not but every. I, I'm just saying I, the research I will, that I, will I did. Say this. The I will research say this. that I, I did. Get, I get your line of reasoning here, in that um, this will be used as an excuse uh, to escalate tactics against the left. Uh, but I think that's always the case. Like no matter what happens in our country, there will always be excuses to escalate tactics against the left. I think that there is a very big difference between a significant amount of left activity and and right wing activity, especially even in this one. Like we we organized and had an action outside of the courthouse. Nobody died. There was we weren't beating the shit out of anyone. We were we weren't as much as you said we could have. We did not vandalize or do anything to the courthouse. Um, 
it wasn't even in session. We weren't actually disrupting anything that was occurring. We were literally just gathering. That's all we were doing. So I think that's very, quite distinct from what went down at the Capitol building. So I think you're making a false, false equivalence here, Vic. I'm saying if you're dropping the bar to what a coup is by qualifying it, by saying it's a shitty coup, that I'm right saying there. it was an attempted coup. Huh? I, it was not a coup because it did not take over the the offices right. of government. It did not change how we do things. It 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 did not succeed. An attempt for people that didn't have a plan that got in there didn't. There were no next steps. There were no like a coup needs next steps and needs folks to have next steps in their mind and how they're going to implement those next steps. Nobody I, in that crowd. I don't crowd. know. See, Vic, we're making a lot of assumptions here. I don't know if there were next steps. They did not succeed. Next but step. maybe there were next steps. Like like how it went down, it's possible there uh, could have been next steps. You don't know. Huh? You don't know, dude. Do yes, I do know, Miles. Yes, I do know. Because okay. there, all the people who planned this, it was all online. It was all online. And that's how they're getting caught up. So... Their plan was just to be there and disrupt. Their plan was not to be like, yo, we're going to do A, B, and C to get Donald Trump into office. Like, that's a coup attempt to be like, yo, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. None of that existed. That's what I'm saying. None of that existed. The major players so who in the, organized So in the public this, forums, none of that existed, but no, there's no evidence that it didn't exist. So far, so far, it's from we're only a few days away, that hasn't been. But all the people, the major players in this thing, are super online. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All the people with the biggest followers who told the people to rally down there are all super online. And their whole plan was to just disrupt. So I don't see how that's a coup attempt. When they don't sit there and conspire with each other to be like, yo, A, we take over the building. Accomplish. B, we start calling government leaders around the fucking world and say, hey, this is the new United States. This is who you deal with now. You don't deal with those fools no more. Like, you know what I mean? All those next steps to make to implement what you wanted to take over the government. This yeah, I, I, I think I still disagree with you here. I think they're probably just stupid. I think the people that wanted to do this, they didn't necessarily even think like these are the next steps we should have or we should even have next steps. Um, I think, I, as I said, I don't think everybody went there with the assumption that's what they were doing. But that's that's what it seems like happened. Like, look, I think I think we're putting I, I would argue you're putting too much stake in the concept of needing a plan for something to actually occur in reality. Like, I think things happen in spur of the moments. And yes, definitely. And I that's I that's my point. I just think like they did. They did try something. They didn't know how to execute it. They didn't do it exactly. well. Exactly. They tried and, something. Yes, they tried that, something. And that might not have been their their intention going into it, but that it fully <sighs> seems like that was the end result. And 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 I and my point, I guess my final point here is the state, the state apparatus in the United States is extraordinarily strong. The police state is very very strong. Um and you know that's that's what we really see here right is is how strong the state is yeah i hear you i hear you but like yeah for me it's not a cool attempt it couldn't be a cool attempt they're just literally this is like a parade a parade of 
show of force of just a, just a bunch of fucking white folks who are not happy with what's going on. And they're like, yo, we're standing here for white supremacy. We're just like, hey, we're shouting, we're screaming, blah, blah, blah. Shit got out of hand. Capitol Police didn't do shit, and they went inside. And once they got inside, what happened? They turned back on social media. Like, they're yeah. taking pictures. They did. You know what I mean? And it turned into yeah. that. When they had time to, like, you really hurt folks, they didn't. They didn't. They literally let cops go by. Like, you know? So, with all that being said, I don't see how that's a coup attempt. And by saying coup attempt, I think you put the idea in other people's heads. Because we're leftists. We're always trying to persuade folks that, like, if I come at someone and saying, hey, what about that past coup attempt? That's a lot stronger. That's a lot stronger um, approach that doesn't match what's going on around the world. I mean, that doesn't match what's going around around in this country. Because if it's like, yo, we need to go stop the coup, then we need to arm ourselves to the teeth and go defend the fucking this state. And I don't think that's oh, where we're fuck at. that. I am not advocating we go defend the state. Hmm? Huh? It depends. That's ridiculous. It depends. Um, yeah, I, I can hear what you're saying. And I want to uh, characterize real quick, a little bit better, uh, my interpretation. So I do think it was a coup attempt. Y'all, I'm not saying that this coup attempt dictates that us as leftists need to go and defend the state. That's complete bullshit. Like... We don't need to go defend the state. Um, but it's important to acknowledge that even if they were disorganized, they didn't have a plan, they were unsuccessful, you know, there's a segment of the society that does believe in white supremacist ideology. And being anti-fascist is more important now than it has ever been uh, in the recent past. And it's, it's been super important. And, you know, I hope that if you're a liberal listening to this, um, you identify that, like, in our intro, right, Rick and I talking about, like, being involved in, in capitalism and, like, thinking that the majority of your life and, and, like, what success means is marketing yourself and getting a great job and having a good career. Like, that ain't enough, y'all. That ain't enough because look what happens when you get certain charismatic authoritarian leaders that can, you know, have a cult following. You get crazy, crazy people that go and do, do things that end up in people dying, Right. And um, like I would say mental health problems, like many of these people have significant mental mental harm going on right now and economic harm, like the economic hardship we got going on, too. Um, and it's important to acknowledge that, like the dominant ideologies. Are anti-pluralism, uh, anti-black, anti-black, brown, uh, anti-Semitic. It's basically the fascists, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's screwy, that sucks. Um, and the fact that so many people have found belonging in the cult of Donald Trump is, is a problem. It's a problem for all of us. Definitely is. Definitely is. So after it all went down... What do you think the role of the Capitol Police was in this? Oh, uh, the fact that they let folks in? There's 1,800 of them. They so, have, like, my homies were there. 
this year to visit in January. There's snipers all around that building on different buildings pointed to that building. So technically they should have been surrounded by snipers. Right. No, I, you know, I saw images of Trump supporters experiencing violence by the state and you know, that's fucked. I don't want anyone to experience uh, state violence. You know, we have a police state. That's what it comes down to. We have a police state. Mm -hmm. And I think <laughs> there were Trump supporters that were shocked by the fact that uh, by their encounters with the police state. And I'm not, and I'm not saying there is definitely a double standard because if it wasn't the MAGA crowd there, oh. Yeah, they would have fucking the got more down. Firing, 100%. The snipers would have been firing. Um, and that and that would have been terrible. Um, so what do I think about the Capitol Police? I mean, that that is indicative that there's yeah, there's sympathizers in the police force. That's it. So uh, I, th I think that that to me showed that within our institutions, there is some weakness. They're not as strong as they appear to be. I think I think that's the main message that I got from the Capitol Police response. If we're, if we're thinking about it in terms of like not allowing our representatives to be threatened by people, mm -hmm. then yeah, there's weakness within at least the Capitol Police. Yeah, definitely. Like, not like an inside job. It wasn't like planned ahead of time. But obviously, the Capitol Police did not use all the resources that they could to stop folks. Because if they staff 1,800 people, and this thing has been promoted on social media for so long, that I don't see why not those 1,800 people weren't ready to go. I've seen, and hearing from folks who live in D.C., D.C. cops are assholes. The Capitol Police are pigs. You don't even want to fuck with the Capitol Police because they are the worst type of law enforcement. So, and then we saw what we saw. So yeah, I think you're 100% right that there's some sort of infiltration within the police force, within this whole military police force. Those folks with that kind of thinking are definitely on the Trump side or on the MAGA side to sympathize with MAGA and they let them in like the little pushback that they gave they let them in because that place there's no way it could just be breached that way you know yeah yeah and I, I didn't I think what you were talking about in terms of like infiltration I I think and this isn't true across the board but I think that on on the right there is a higher regard for militancy and the mythology of like the warrior and 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 the glorification of violence. So I think it's realistic and probably accurate to say that they infiltrate security forces, the military, yeah. police forces much more consistently and frequently. Um, and I, I would go so far as to say the left just doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, we don't the left has a much weaker culture of militancy in terms of like being disciplined, knowing martial arts, knowing how to use weaponry, knowing like tac tactics, et cetera. Um, I, personally, I mean, you know, you're talking about like this being a coup attempt and then, you know, it predicating some sort of action uh, across society. 
you know, honestly, I think I think I've been thinking this for a while. I think that's accurate. I think that the left should be able to engage in, you know, physical physical confrontation. Because as I said, with the state, for example, that is the ultimate form of expression at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, it seems to me like governments know that like it doesn't matter how many great words you have if diplo- when diplomacy breaks down. Um, and considering how irrational the MAGA crowd is and, and white supremacists are, like white supremacists, Vic, you and me, they want to kill uh, you and me. Mm-hmm. Me because of my heritage, you because of your skin color. Like, that's it. And I'm not saying that there aren't reform white supremacists. Like, obviously, that exists. There are people that have come out of white supremacy. But, like, when people are in the throes of white supremacy, that's what they want to do. That's their end game. Yeah. So the Capitol Police are just filled with, a, obviously, some white supremacists, right? Yeah, I agree with that statement. Like, so what do we do about that? Not saying that we have the power to do anything about it, but we're trying to <clears throat> get electoral power. You know, we want members of the squad to be in there. Like, let's say, what can members of the squad do about the Capitol Police? Can they, and how, what? It's just so hard to root out white supremacy because you have an institution that was like, yo, y'all supposed to protect me, and y'all let a bunch of motherfuckers in here. Why? Mm-hmm. White supremacy. Okay, next step. What do we do with that? Like, what could right. Congress possibly do within the Capitol Police to try to root out that white supremacy? Because well, I mean, those fools were scared. <laughs> Even yeah, Republicans I, I, were scared. I feel your point, and, and I know that there's going to be calls for reform, different processes, etc. I, I mean, look, you said it, right? All these people are on social media. All like they could have rooted, they can root out white supremacy. The FBI, the NSA, they have dossiers on every single one of us. Yeah. All they need to do is say, okay, a background check. It's going to be a no starter if you have any social media posts related to white supremacy. That's it. (laughs) Just by doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They already have all that information. If we're really talking about uh, solutions that the state can use. But I want to bring up like the. We're about defunding the cops. We're about, um, I'm about, you know, we're, I, I think you are too, but, you know, I'm about the ultimate abolition of policing as an institution. Um, and, I, you know, we were just talking a little bit about militancy. Like, you know, some, you know, we have to ask ourselves, like, what is an alternative to that? And my, you know, what I, my ideal is really, it's quite idealistic, but I think that it relies on uh, a greater sense of responsibility among everybody specifically related to community agreements and also knowing the skills necessary to ensure that your community agreements are, you know, successful. Um, it's sort of an idea of, uh, extreme civic responsibility in service of the community, uh, wherein every single person is responsible for upholding those, community responsibilities it requires a lot of education it requires a lot of training it requires everyone to be familiar with those community agreements and i'm using community agreements here in proxy for laws as well i would hope that you know quote unquote laws are pretty much end up being like community agreements but 
you know, I look at the Capitol Police and I'm like, fuck them. You know, they're, they're like at best, they're in service of the police state. At worst, they're also a white supremacist. So like that sucks that like flat out. They're all fucking shitty. So I think the real question is, is like, what can we as communities do to prepare um, in a caring and empathetic militant way to ensure that our communities are healthy and that, you know, our communities can't be assaulted and, and, and subject to the police state. Um, and that like, dude, this is why we would get sniped if we're storming the Capitol. That idea is much more threatening than white supremacists. And I think also like part of the reason it went down this way is because no matter how many MAGA folks in the Capitol Police, somebody in there saw what was coming and chose not to do something. And I don't even think they were sympathizers. I think they just saw them as not a threat. And they yes, don't think they don't think that those MAGA folks are a threat, which is wild to me. And that's why it was so hands off and there wasn't such a show of force at the beginning. Yeah. And it's just like they just don't I, they don't think these and, people and, are and, a threat. and that's because they're white. That's why yeah, and they're going to get down with the system. They're always going to be down with the status quo, and I don't know why. I thought they well, would be more just like, yeah, I understand, you know, sympathizers, white supremacy in the Capitol Police, but there are some folks that aren't, that just want to be a good Capitol Police person, and they would fucking have mad people out there, right? Where about those people? They, those people in their head were like, nah, they're not that bad. A combination of that and some MAGA sympathizers led us to where we are. But there's, I think there's some people in the chain of command who aren't MAGA who did not think these people were a threat. I, I agree. I, I want to bring us... To, so, okay, BLM, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of black people, you know, it is very pluralistic. There's not just black folks, but BLM, that's a slaver's vault. Whereas MAGA, that's, you know, people that are facilitating the slavery who are just pissed off. I, I think that's that's one of the main reasons. You know, the police come from a legacy of repressing repressing slaves. And and also preserving capital. Like so actually I would say that I would align much more closely with like the slave patrol ideology now or or interpretation now, just because like in the past, you know, I acknowledge that like, okay. Police forces typically arose to protect property mainly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what happened this past week shows that at least in the United States, really they're there to repress slaves. And slaves are identified as black people and their sympathizers. Yeah. Whereas MAGA, they're, you know, they're the taskmasters. They're the working class that gets more rights because of their skin color. And, you know, the 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 capitalists, the oligarchs, they depend on them to keep the slaves down. So that's why BLM would have got sniped and these people didn't because they still, the oligarchs still need them. Fuck. So it's, so, it's like, even though those folks weren't like the people in charge who chose not to have a greater show of force, they may not have been white supremacists or, or MAGA sympathizers, but their role in the state it's just like an institutional role, and it's like these people are slavers, 
I mean, these people are slaves. We got to round them up, or these people aren't, and they get handled a certain way. I think so. I think it's that historical... Something, yeah, something happened. Obviously, something happened. They just let those fools in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And and it's subconscious, too, Vic. Like, remember, recall an Afro-pessimism. Yeah. It, it, it's like... Yeah. It's that... It's that slave... That's It's that master-slave dichotomy. Yeah. And so it's... I think, like, you know... Look, the states are master in a, in a big way. And, you know we have that historical progression from slavery and and they look at blm and it's like oh the slaves are getting rowdy gotta gotta stop that gotta stop gotta that, stop that. Yeah, yeah. and everybody's on board yeah <laughs> yeah that's fucking wild it's still like that yeah i just thought I mean, that's would be... that's what i think mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt i just thought the whole it would be way more of a show of force and even though by I, the police you're saying yeah by the police from the get-go and I was just like shocked to be like, where are the cops? And then yep. uh, this podcast I listened to, a couple of reporters, anonymous, they gave, they didn't give their names because they're from D.C. And they infiltrated the crowd. And they were like, yo, one lady was like, yo, I grew up going to protests in D.C. Everywhere you go, they're cops. Like, yo, that's what, the closer you get to that area, everywhere you go are cops. My homies who visited the Capitol this year, I mean, I'm sorry, in 2020, they were like, yo, the same thing. Everywhere you go, there are cops. You look, you're like, what the fuck is that? Oh, that's a blind set up with a fucking sniper. That's what that is. And they're like all over the place. And to be for that just to happen like that, yeah, somebody was like, yeah, these people aren't a threat. It's okay. They're not a threat. That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. They're on our side. Even if they're yeah. not sympathizers. It's, because it is wild. That's that institutional racism that, like, nobody who made those decisions were making decisions based on race. But look at what fucking happened. Look at the outcome. Right, right, right. You know it's, what I mean? It's not like individuals were sitting there and like, exactly. these are white people. They're great. It was just exactly mm-hmm. systemic decision making is biased to favor white folks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it ended up like that. I just didn't think that they would let the protesters do that. I just. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone did. I think that's that's one of the biggest points. Um, they didn't. They did. They didn't think uh, yeah. that MAGA would do that. Do you think we crossed a new paradigm? Like we crossed another threshold? Um. Yes. I think we did because you and I spoke the day of. Yeah. I think. Yeah, we did. I think that this will usher in a new round of security, security laws from the Democrats. People, Democrats, they will probably, I, it's my impression they will usher in a new round of security laws because, hey, look, as much as um, they did protect the representatives, shit, they you know, it was a real threat to the representatives. They're um, physical persons, yeah. Yep. And they will definitely try to protect themselves. But the, the main orientation, so these changes, I think they will most, um, most, excuse me, most negatively affect the left, as all security resolutions do. Of course. Um, you think it's just so that in, straightforward. In terms of paradigm shift, Fuck. I think that's part of it. But then. It will also 
be a shift in terms of showing the American population that it can happen here. And by it, I mean the shit show to the state as exists, as it exists. Like, like the state is not monolithic anymore. Yeah. Um, We're now a shithole country that many people will come to appreciate. Yeah, I definitely I was jealous as fuck seeing people in Nancy Pelosi's office. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm no, not going to lie. That, that, was, uh, that was pretty wild. I was like, this is how they protest? I was like, wow, these guys. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, I don't know how many paradigm shifts I could take. And that's why I think I was uh, going back to the beginning of the show to be like, yo, how do I just have a quote unquote career? Amongst yeah. all this, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, Vic, just enjoy your career as history keeps happening every six months. New things <laughs> keep happening and things no one on the planet has seen. But yeah, just keep going on and get your website going and make sure, you know, you market yourself <laughs> well. <laughs> right? It just seems right? so fucking absurd to operate that way. But yeah. I think that's that, our route for survival, though, in capitalism. That's what we're told. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I, real quick, I think part of uh, also, I think. We're always told that a representative should be accountable to us. And yes. this is a question we always ask in DSA uh, LB when, yeah. when we're endorsing someone. It's like, how do we keep these people accountable? Mm-hmm. Because our system of government insulates our representatives. Big time. Actually, quite a bit. Big time. Big time, yeah. big time. So uh, I think, you know, like for all the fa- faults of the MAGA people, they actually tried to hold representatives accountable, even that's if they're a, mistaken. That's even a great if they point. have a mistaken interpretation that's a great point. of what's happening. That's a great point. They were trying to hold the people that are supposed to run our government accountable, the to representatives. The, to the ways that they knew how. Because I tried to represent the state versus representatives, the economy, and the people actually involved. But, um, yeah, I, I I think, and you've heard me rail against uh, representative democracy a lot of time in mm-hmm, republicanism. Mm-hmm. I think representative democracy and Republican, republicanism is a terrible system that we're operating under, which creates oligarchies. That's what it's creating. And That's what it's created. And the, the corruption is now built into the system that it's almost impossible to get Senators, two, the two senators who lost from Georgia, took a meeting, left the meeting, sold their stocks. That's what mm-hmm. happened. That was the timeline. Literally, that was the timeline. And there's nothing wrong. Nobody got arrested. They're not going to get arrested. They're not going to face any charges or anything like that. You know what I mean? So it's like right. there is no accountability. People, corruption is built in. <sighs> Janet Yellen who just got back into government, into Biden's cabinet. She left. She made over $7 million the time that she was gone giving fucking speeches to big banks. Makes a lot of sense. And Wall Street. $7 million. And then Biden hires her back to go back into government. Don't worry, Vic. She's going to represent us. I promise. You know what I mean? So, like, the lack of accountability... And how insular they are. Yeah, they're fucking royalty at this point. You can't touch them. Some of these fucking um, 
some of these places are so jury jurymandered that like it's almost guaranteed that they're always going to be there. So yeah, there is no accountability. And I think that's part of the pressure why this system's not working right. Because these folks are just like, yo, what the fuck can I do? I can't do anything. I feel like I can't right. do anything. And that yeah. I could relate to. Even if it's a fucking, okay, yeah, there are definitely a lot of small business owners there. Definitely folks with means to go across the country to go do what they want to do. But, yo, man, if I have a community and my community shit, but I'm still okay, I'm not, I don't feel as well <laughs> as if I was doing okay and my community was doing okay. Not because I care about my community, because I care about myself. I care about my family. And I can't have a safe family if my community around me isn't as good. You know what I mean? Like, if the hood is bad and the hood is expanding, that's not a good thing. You know? Yeah, I I, I hear you. I yeah. Hear you. And, yeah, I, I think, and this is why we, why my position is, like, don't defend the state. Like, we're on the left. Like, look, the state isn't good. Like, the state is responsible for a lot of the repression, a lot of the frustration, Straight a lot up. of... The let's be real the economic hardship yeah and the point here is these people like part of what they were doing was trying to hold accountable the people they perceive as making these decisions over mm -hmm. their lives yep um and and there's currently no mechanism no good mechanisms for us to do that nothing nothing um you know, we can vote, you know, vote once or twice a year. But as you said, Vic, many of these places are gerrymandered. The money, money is oh. a huge determiner of who succeeds and who mm -hmm. does not succeed. And the fact that we don't have public elections means that the people that mm. the rich choose to succeed win in many instances. Um, but but let's just say let's just ignore the elections. They get elected. OK, they have two, four, six years who to just do whatever the fuck they want where we literally cannot do anything to prevent them from doing that zilch yeah there's no accountability there someone can become a congressperson and live in dc and never come back to your district <laughs> never talk to you never have a town hall meeting and you know what because of gerrymandering because money plays such a large role because marketing marketing plays such a large role the brand of the person plays such a large role they can just stay in there forever fucking over their constituents, fucking over the majority of America, and it just seems like they're doing what they want or or they're hurting the right people. That's exactly. And it's okay if they hurt the right people, but once me and my community start getting hurt, I need there's there's a problem. Yeah. All right. This just popped in my head. How could the left seize this like on all levels like when I say the left, us, people locally here in Long Beach, the left also being our left media podcasting thing that we got going on with all those shows. And also when I mean the left, our elected officials on the federal level, like what could we do now? And like, because of the attention to seize the moment, basically, seize the moment culturally, seize the moment with just you know what i mean just like how could we use this because this happened and how we respond to it is going to dictate how folks look at us you know mm. like um, on a, for me i think the, on the federal level 
they should like what you said something about like public elections tie this to the people's frustrations and how to get some sort of like reform in the way these uh our officials are elected it's a stretch but that's why they're politicians and i'm not to use something like this a major event to push policies because that's the name of the game Mm. you know yeah i feel you i mean i would love for other mechanisms of accountability because obviously uh people don't feel that they're there um or or that or they feel that the mechanisms of accountability are not responsive enough so their frustration leads them to try to go outside of those mechanisms Mm -hmm. um I think that, yeah, that's a great point about at the federal level. Um, I mean, shit, I would love for a complete, I, I mean, let's abolish the Senate, firstly. All right, that's not going to happen. They're not going to vote to abolish themselves. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. So, I mean, realistic, realistic mechanisms, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think you don't think they're going to do shit. Um, you don't think I any think the leftists. Federal is hopeless. You don't think that's any... My, that's my opinion. Okay. Anybody on the federal level to try to seize this for, to gain more power, or to change, to shift, or like, oh, okay. to come okay. up with like a so policy what they should do is just do economic populism, through and through. Uh, the left at the federal level needs to say, okay, there's a bunch of people in the gerontocracy, our old fucks that are still ruling our lives. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks. Thanks, old folks. Uh, but yeah, the left should look at what their agenda is, the point of weaknesses coming up, and they should plan to play political hardball with them to win economic populist uh, social democracy, pretty much. And um, tie this Medicare in. for all, um, food, food for all, how do we that might look like. How do we tie this into it? What do you mean? Tied what happened on the 6th to their new policy. You, you just, look... What happened on the six is an emotional outburst. People uh, from my perspective. No doubt. I mean, no doubt. The, the, the reason why Donald Trump is successful in his cult is because he appeals to people's emotions. Like that's yeah. From my understanding for in terms of cults, they rely upon emotional appeals because it destroys the logical part of a person's brain. Your rational brain no longer functions. So that's that's all that Donald Trump is doing. He's appealing to their fear and uh, he's demagoguing them, right? He's he's uh, appealing to their prejudices. So, you know, I, I think the the way could be do emotional appeals, but couple it with economic populist policy, right? Empathize, mm-hmm. say, identify. Because, look, there's going to be people in, in the MAGA crowd that are white supremacists, and, and they just fucking hate people and, and want to kill black people and kill all minorities, right, and create a white ethno state. You're not going to necessarily reach those people. But there's probably people in the MAGA crowd who are just like, we fucking hate the elites. We hate the oligarchy. We hate the uh, people that are preventing us from living, you know, the life that we were expecting, which is related to white privilege, actually. Yes, very, no very doubt, much no so. doubt, no doubt. Um, so I think like universal economic populism with appeals of empathy, emo- uh, emotional appeals of empathy. And but like you do that and then you say, we know we hear we we feel we uh, we hear you. You expected these things. You expected a good life. You expected to have you know the middle class dream, whatever. Um, and then just saying these this is what we're gonna do to make that happen. Nice for you. Nice. You sold me on that. That sounds good. Yeah, that's 
that's that's what I think the at the federal level you should do. Like fuck, like if you're like I know that you and I want more accountability, mm-hmm. but really, most people just are fucking angry. They're fearful. They're afraid. They want economic stability. That's it. Hands Strong down. welfare state, social democratic programs. Give people back their tax money through those programs. They're gonna be like, wow. Gotcha. This is great. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's the seize the moment about like, yo, we're going to help you. We hear you. Okay. Not so many, not all about critiquing them and fucking yeah. calling yeah. them if fucking you deplorables. Them, you're going to put them on the defensive and they're going to be like, oh, these people aren't my friends. Could, like, And this is the thing. The Democrats kept condemning the GOP, kept condemning the Republicans. Dude, the Democrats are now in a position where they control the entire legislature and the presidency. This is the moment for them to say, we hear like exactly what Donald Trump did say MAGA crowd supporters of Donald Trump. We know that you're unhappy. We hear you. We love you. We want to make your lives better. This is what we're going to do to make not just your lives better, but everybody's lives better. We're going to give everybody $2,000 a month for as long as the pandemic happens. We're going to freeze and or cancel mortgages and rent. No one can be evicted for as long as the pandemic is occurring. We're going to start a jobs program with a jobs guarantee. Exactly. If you're in a sector of that's declining, like the coal sector, um, or if your um, if your job has been exported overseas under the Trump administration, and you keep rubbing it in because you that's keep my bringing point. up yes, all the yes, damage the yes, Trump administration yeah, yeah, and the GOP has yeah, caused, because yeah. they're the cause of, they of, are. of this economic hardship. They are. Yeah. You know, you, you, you look at, you know, the folks uh, and, you know, you, you make this universalist, right? Mm-hmm. You make it universalist. But, but you, can, you don't even need to say, you know, but you dog whistle them in terms of their emotional hardship and their economic hardship. You know, you leave the white supremacy behind because fuck that shit. We don't, we don't, we're not going to tolerate white supremacy, but we hear you have economic difficulty. Let's resolve that. That's the federal solution. Nice. But you know what? I mean, they're fucking libs. They're libs that serve an oligarchy. They're not going to do it. And that, and and honestly, this is, and this is going to bring us to our state and local actions. I think. Wait, quick. Uh, and the reason I even asked the question is because what? It sounds even stupid to say. It's easy to persuade people when you present them with the contradictions. And ever since all this went down. I am no longer so radical amongst my friends and family. I'm just somebody just talking about stuff that just happened. I'm not, because it happened and I wasn't trying to preach to him about like, yo, this is so bad, it's so bad. So just presenting the contradictions like you did, I think is valuable because the libs aren't gonna do it. You're right, they're not gonna do it. But when you presented it that way, uh, made me think of something I heard recently. It's like, yo, you reject whiteness, but you embrace white folks. You know what I mean? To be like, yo, you leave that whiteness over there because that's founded in white supremacy and that had to be made so you could subjugate slaves. We don't want that, but we want white folks to come in and be just like everybody else, you know? So separating right. white folks from whiteness, which is a concept I've never even thought of before. You know? Yeah, I mean, white because whiteness is culturally constructed. Exactly, I mean, it, it could happen. It, it's really deeply rooted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Uh huh. All right. And, so and, you and, say, and, and and look, I mean, if you think about the United States, a lot of the people in the MAGA crowd are falling back on their whiteness because that's the original capital they had when this country was founded. Didn't matter if you're black, or white, or whatever your skin color, you were either fucking indentured servant, mm-hmm. pretty much a slave, yeah, or you weren't. Yep. That's it. That's it. So, you know, they're falling back on the capital that was originally given to them when they didn't have anything fucking else. And and that's that's very reactionary and it'll probably occur during any point in time of economic hardship. So, what do you do? You make that capital less attractive by be by one saying, "Yeah, we're not we're not going to deal with that." But we hear the reasons why you're falling back on that racial capital. You're yeah. struggling, you're hurt. It doesn't feel good. All right, so what you got for the state and local level? Well, no, I mean, so I, I mean, just I think uh, you and I are on the same page in terms of our cynicism about the ability of the federal government and the libs there to do what we just described think should happen. So I think that means that instead uh, it falls onto, the, onto us in arenas that we can affect more easily. Uh, to try to implement those things at our state and our local level. Damn right. Um, we could start with state. Well, what do you think should happen at the state level? What's what's happening now? Like right now, like some of these folks came from California. You know what I mean? And Newsom. Well, this is where I struggle because I always come back to this. There needs to be like some sort of racial reckoning in this country. And this could be like a five year process where we do it on a federal level, we do it on a state level, and from the state level on the community level. Cause that's my point. I think the state what the state could do is wouldn't be enough because it needs to be on a higher level. Meaning that it needs to be like a long term plan of like multi-year racial reckoning that has to do with movies tv shows events live events speakers and then the cult and then after those five years pass some laws to uh, this thing has been addressed not to be like yo we handled it but to be like we addressed it because it hasn't been addressed and that overall is leading to a lot of these problems a lot i agree we do need to confront exactly what happened and you know they did that in germany and germany has a very different relationship with their past ethnocide that was committed there yeah um i agree that does need to happen yeah and but there's too much there's too much cowardice at the federal level the federal level will they're not they're not going to do it at present no not at not at this moment i don't see it at all and a lack of that, and I don't think the state is equipped to handle it, to be, you know what I mean, to do that reckoning. Yeah, Did you I, say that again? Uh, you froze. Oh, I don't think the state is able to handle that reckoning on its own because you can't just do it in California when Arizona's like, I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So I agree. I think... I think what we've been trying to do with our culture, um, anti-oppression training, decolonization, that's part of it. And that's a different perspective to take, which is just it's, it's a long-term 
arduous sort of culture change. I think that I think that the material conditions are not such that we can have that reckoning. Uh, as as I said, I think this still applies to the idea you brought up is that as long as the economic conditions are creating struggle for white, I mean, let's be real, white folk, that's the problem. That's where the problem comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as a, people are really struggling economically, they're going to keep falling back on that racial capital. And that doesn't promote a reckoning. So I, I personally think you need to ameliorate the material suffering that's happening. And then you can begin to start having conversations about the right uh, to have that sort of reckoning, acknowledgement, radical acceptance, and then healing, uh, which shit, it's a long, 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 long term process. Yeah, long term, definitely long term process. That's why I'm thinking like five years or some shit like that. Oh, I think it's decades. Decades. Well, there you go. I think there's specific events that start that process and i think that those events would be like five years um basically like like what happened at nuremberg like acknowledgement of the crimes committed by the european settlers um and and not so like this is one of the things uh acknowledging those crimes especially for people that identify with white white supremacy will probably make them you know people don't like to feel like the bad person nope does that like so so that process it's like navigating that process but also letting people come away from it with catharsis as opposed to victimhood or or being defensive or uh entrenching those beliefs uh because of reaction uh and that's you know that's why i'm looking at it first is like we're dealing like this is a psych- mass psychology, you know what I mean? Yeah, it and, is. and if I just look at like personally and, and what I believe about like resources, like people in terms of their psychological well-being, you need to have economic well-being, economic security prior to um, hitting a point of, of psychological well-being. So statewide, I, I think and and I and we look at a lot of the resources and I think that the California state has enough resources to implement an agenda that meets the material needs, the material basic needs of every person in California. At no least doubt. California does. No doubt. No doubt. Cool. And yeah, on a local level, like I agree with you, it's like us, the way we interact with folks, how we handle the institutions that we're a part of and what we accept, what we think is acceptable within those institutions on the local level. Cause that's hyper local. That's the person sitting next to me, local type of local, you know, and that's how you could do it. And it's hard to like get a grasp on it, but I think something happened in Long Beach after the uprisings that we're definitely closer than we were before on the left here in Long Beach. I, I think so. Um, I I think so, and I but I still think that there are many obstacles. Just because, yeah. In terms of like you know, we look at it and we look at the left, we look at the right, and and 
I think that really the progress needs to be made, not with the left, like, like the left needs to come together, but not for the sake of coming together. Like, I think if the left comes together, like there's, that doesn't mean to as much as the left communicating more and consistently with just working class people, with, with people that consider themselves in the middle or apolitical. Um, I think that is much more important and much more crucial than the left actually coming together because we look we look at the left or I look at the left and we have all these campaigns and we have all these agendas and what we end up doing is we're like okay we do a power analysis and we're like who can make these decisions let's target them and we end up spending all this energy and effort on these people that can make the that have the power and can make these decisions um and and we, we, we expend all that energy and we don't communicate to other people in the community, which is where the real, from my perspective, the real power lies. Because, you know, if, if you're getting, look, during the uprisings, we had 3,000 people on the street. Why haven't we been able to get 3,000 people on the street since then? Word. I mean, COVID was reality then. And it's, it's a reality, reality now. now. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think there's just, that to me is evidence that... We on the left, I, in my opinion, on the left, we think we're more important than we are. Like, gotcha. like ultimately, I believe we'll find success when we communicate with all those 3,000 people that came out, when we as the left have individual conversations with every single one of those people, and we say, look, you didn't come out because we on the left, the leaders, the organizers said, come out. You came out because you had some internal motivation. But now we're coming to you and we're having this discussion and saying, we need you to find that internal motivation and we need you to activate it repeatedly because what you may have been calling for during the uprisings, that cannot happen with just a one-off. It cannot happen with just a two-off. That can only happen. The defunding of the police or or uh, making it so the black community isn't targeted by police, right? Even, even if, you know, they're, they're more centrist and they're like, I don't want to get rid of the police. Well, okay, the police are targeting the black community. So you probably agree with the point like, hey, they need to stop targeting the black community at the least, right? So it's like saying to those folks, like, in order to make that happen, you can't just come out once. You can't just come out twice. And... And that's a really difficult thing to do. And that's why I say, like, the left, we're not that important. Like, yeah. that's just what it comes down to. Oh, yeah, we're we not. don't, we're not, we're not. We don't have the numbers. We don't have the power. We have the uh, <laughs> justice on our side who are in the correct side of history, but we don't have power to affect people like that. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Cool, cool. Thank you, sir. That was a great conversation. Great convo. Going back and forth. Cool, no cool. Uh, what we're gonna do? <laughs> right, 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 right. On right. the but, you know, yeah, I want to just like I understand your point there in terms of the discourse and what people are saying, um, and why that's dangerous. Why it's dangerous? The characterization and use of words, um, because yeah, that that that'll be used against us. That's that'll what... be used against anybody <laughs> that the state doesn't like. So that's what important. I mean. That's what I mean. And that's sort of like the whole thing. It's like if we start throwing around those terms for this, the next BLM thing is going to be fucking they came over to take over the planet. 
BLM was trying to take over the planet, so we had to get Israel over here to bomb them and kill them. Sorry. <laughs> they, they, they tried, you know? So, who knows? Well, anyway, that was that. Uh, I'm Miles. No, you're Miles. I'm you're- Vic. <laughs> I'm reading the script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sign off here in a second. But uh, before we do, what the fuck does this all mean? It means that you, the listener, and us, the hosts, we can affect what happens in the world. Yes, we can. And we don't do that just by going to work, mm-hmm. just by marketing ourselves. Just by focusing on our careers. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that is just so we can adapt well to a traumatic, oppressive system called capitalism. That's it. It is impossible to be apolitical within this system because if you eat, if you drink, if you need health care, those are political things. So get out there, find like minded people, agitate work towards the satisfaction of everybody's basic material needs at the least and always be organizing. Always be organizing. Well said, brother. Well said. And I am Vic. Yeah, and I'm Miles. And don't forget to ask yourself, wait, why am I talking? Why am I talking? Yeah, that was good enough. I'm Vic. I'm Miles. And don't forget to ask yourself, wait, why Why am I I talking? talking? Cool. Later, dude. Later.